0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now, check out what we have here, breaking down the game. I have it in detail for you there. And we'll have more fun stuff, looking at prop bets, looking at DFS. We'll get into that also later in the week. You might see me pop up to cross over here on Radio Row with some of our friends there on the Lockdown Network covering the Bengals, Rams, and the NFL. So excited to think about that and we'll keep you updated for specials there. But we do need to break down the game in depth here to start the kickoff of our Super Bowl week unofficially. Uh, I will first tell you that this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by GetUpside, our title sponsor. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available to you on all platforms. All right, let's uh, start breaking down the Super Bowl. It's exciting. The Bengals four-point underdogs in this game we have a nice healthy over under there so looking at uh, this game being quite a bit of a shootout there in Los Angeles we're down to 48 and a half over it was over 50 at one point so still pretty good here when we're looking at this game so 48 and a half Bengals four-point underdogs how does that play into the game Well, we'll break it down we'll do it this way We'll do when the Bengals have the ball, then get into when the Rams have the ball. And then we'll give you our final prediction here and how we think Super Bowl 56 will play out. So we'll get that out of the way, and you can listen to this and uh, take that into some of the things we'll talk about later in the week with the player-specific things that we look at for fantasy football, props, and uh, DFS for Super Bowl 56. Now... Bengals, when they have the ball, let's start with Joe Burrow and the passing game. So, Joe Burrow, the pass protection is the number one concern every time when Burrow steps on the field. Now, the biggest thing was going to be watching Aaron Donald on the inside. We saw Dinico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons cause a lot of problems in that Titans game when the Titans had nine sacks. They only had one sack allowed last time out with Chris Jones not being able to get to... Joe Burrow. So, the inside of this line is actually going to be under pressure here to handle things. You have Von Miller also on the edge. So, that's going to be the biggest thing. How do you devise a game plan where you're getting the ball out of Burrow's hands quickly? Because you can't hold it back there with those pass rushers from the inside and outside, and some other guys who can get to the quarterback. So, I think you'll look at them, try to take Aaron Donald out of the game, take their chances with their other defensive linemen. Even though Greg Gaines has been disrupted, part of it is because of the attention on Aaron Donald. But they cannot let Aaron Donald get in Joe Burrow's face all game long or the offense will be completely shut down. Now, the other thing the Bengals need to worry about in this game is going to be where Jalen Ramsey is in coverage. Now, we know Jalen Ramsey is not always a shadow guy. He can be on the same side if a receiver lines up there. But we also know that the Bengals do not line up Jamar Chase, T. Higgins in regular spots. Really the only guy that is pretty much dedicated slot most of the time is Tyler Boyd. But when you get into uh, the three receiver sets, they can mix it around. That's where they've had success. If people take away the big plays plays from Jamar Chase, they get him the ball on shorter passes, even behind the line of scrimmage, make him do some damage running after the cap. So... There's not a lot of coverage there, right? When the corner's not out there and uh, having to hold up for stretches, Chase is schemed open here away from Ramsey. So they're key, like with every team that faces the Rams, to neutralize Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Von Miller is the third guy you are concerned with a little bit here, but not as concerned with Von Miller unless you're in totally obvious passing situations because there's ways to use Miller's aggressiveness against him. He's not the player he was when he was the MVP of Super Bowl 50 after the 2015 season. He's just a little slower. So, again, Donald and Ramsey, that's the teams that have had success in moving the ball on the Rams. You don't hear a lot about Donald Ramsey disrupting things. And we know Donald was a big part again that 49ers matchup. It was a tough one, and they finally took over the game. But when I look at this, it screams for more of T. Higgins. We knew that was going to be the attention of the Chiefs defense because they totally gave a big play to Jamar Chase time after time in week 17. They adjusted there. So you saw that it was T. Higgins. And another thing, again, they did with T. Higgins, put him in the slot. So we know that Jalen Ramsey cannot be everywhere. And Higgins is a matchup problem in itself with his big size. Now, We've seen John Ramsey handle bigger receivers like Mike Evans, but we also saw him give up some big plays to Mike Evans, and if he gives up a cushion, that's a time to throw to a player as well. So my guess is he will probably be on Jamar Chase for much of this game, but again, it's hard to follow him, especially if they move him inside and outside there, and Higgins is going to be a problem. Darius Williams is a pretty good second corner, but he's a guy that I still think you can exploit, and we've seen that. Time and time again, and really spreading the field. Tyler Boyd should also see some work as well. So, figures to be even bigger Higgins and Boyd game. I know Higgins did go off in the AFC Championship game, but Boyd was rather quiet. And CJ Uzama banged up for this uh, game as well. So, they're going to have to rely a lot on the wide receivers. Maybe expand from 11 personnel to using 4 wide ops in this game a little bit more than they would like to. But they also have to be wary about having enough blockers there if they need uh, some inline tight end help to help against the Rams pass rush. So they're going to try to get the ball in the hands of these three guys as quickly as possible on shorter routes and let a big play develop naturally in this game where get into a positive uh, down-and-distance situation, maybe second-and-one or, second or third-and-one where they have to guard against... Uh, the shorter conversions, and that's when you'll see the big plays. So, kind of the Bengals will need to be patient, working down the field. But that's what Joe Burrow wants. I think he wants to get the ball out quick, not sit back there and invite Donald and Miller to be disruptive in this game. So, figure to be a lot of short passing again. They're going to protect against the big plays the way the Rams uh, devise their defense. So that should scream for Burrow to want to do that and move the ball as quickly as possible. That means Joe Mixon is going to be a big part of what they do, and. You can't really blitz Joe Burrow because he's going to welcome the one-on-one opportunities that develop downfield. And teams necessarily shouldn't blitz them. You can sack the Bengals, we know that, based on their totals this year. So Joe Mixon's going to be a big part of this game once again with his receiving ability. We saw Samaje Pirine. He also had a big play there to score a touchdown. Could have had two against the Chiefs. So they're going to involve the backs in the passing game quite a bit. So short to intermediate, use the wide receivers there. Focus on blocking after the catch. We know that Jamar Chase is good at doing that, whether it's in the running game or helping Mixon out after the screen game. So they're going to invite some pressure, hopefully, from the Rams so they can do that to move the ball. So in terms of running the ball straight up, you can run on the Rams if you kind of stick with it, and that's a good way to wear down Aaron Donald. So you might see a little bit more traditional running game from Joe Mixon, at least early in the feeling out period of this game, to – kind of get Donald off the block a little bit, wear him down, have the offensive line be able to get downhill versus Donald dictating things. So I don't think the Bengals necessarily want to go in being pass-happy. There's added benefits here with ball control, keeping away the ball from the Rams offense. So I bet the Bengals will stay a little bit more balanced than usual here to protect against the other side and also to protect their quarterback here a little bit more. And Mixon, we know... If he can reel off chunk runs and get some big plays there, then it's going to set up again. If he's having those positive runs there on first and second down, it's going to set up some really favorable opportunities there that they can use the entire field for. the Bengals, and again, it will keep the pass rush from uh, just pinning its ears back and uh, teeing off here on Joe Barr, which they'll be eager to do, but they have to keep from being over-aggressive and, because the Bengals will invite that and, and really attack that for the big plays downfield, but I, I see the Bengals having success, I just think they're going to avoid Chase as much as, or avoid Ramsey, so that means maybe avoiding Chase as much as possible there early until they can scheme him up and move him away from Ramsey, so we saw a lot of Higgins in the slot there against the Chiefs, I think you could see a little bit of Chase in the slot and mix things up, so Higgins is back on the outside using his size in that matchup, potentially with Darius Williams this week. All right, we do uh, have to break down when the Rams have the ball, but I figure the Bengals will be rather successful. They have a well-designed offense with Zach Taylor, so we will expect good things from them in scoring, so I do like the over in this game. I'll start with that and we'll get into the Rams' side and why it'll be matched here in a potential shootout. Before we get into the Rams and what Matthew Stafford can do, BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues as March through the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple weeks, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has the -the up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season, whatever season it is. Better line, it's where the game starts. Hey, fantasy football fans, this is Vinny the with an incredible app for everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's GetUpside, our title sponsor. My listeners are learning that they can earn cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the app store Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0. 25 cents per gallon or more. On your first fill up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code Touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more back in your first tank. Some people drive a lot and are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or even D- gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code Touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back in your first tank. That's Touchdown there only at GetUpside. All right, we will continue the show in the moment, but i got to tell you, it's Super Week, brought to you by GetUpside. There's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Lockdown NFL podcast. Lockdown Bengals, Lockdown Rams are in L.A. all week covering the game. Again, hopefully I'll get to cross over to one of those shows, but it's a lot of fun to know that we're on location there, our Lockdown Network in L.A. for the big game. Alright, it is time to break down when the Rams have the ball. So we figure the Bengals are going to have success, but do it a lot through the running and short intermediate passing game. Where do we stand on the Rams? Well, I think this is going to be hard to get the big plays downfield as well. The Bengals have a good kind of over-the-top scheme here with uh, Lou Anorambo, their defensive coordinator. They do have pretty good corners there. Eli Apple is overachieved a little bit, but you and Mike Hilton, their Main outside-inside guys have been very good. They also have two very good safeties here that can take the deep halves there in the Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell. So, the Rams are going to have to also be patient with their passing game downfield. They like to take shots with Matthew Stafford in the big arm, but they can't take those just willy-nilly here. I think they got to wait for those right-down and distance situations. And I think the Bengals are going to dare them to run the ball. Know that Cam Akers is not 100% and see if Sean McVay will pivot to Sonny Michelle and give him a good workload here. But there's going to be some daring for the Rams to run the ball because they've been pass-happy. They can get into that mode of late. Akers is just not totally there. Their offensive line is a little banged up as well. So, again, they'll put some pressure on them to do that. And, again, you can't just sit back and... Fire deep because you have Trey Hendrickson coming off the edge there, Sam Hubbard. These are relentless guys that are going to get after you. And Matthew Stafford can't hold on the ball too long looking for these big plays. They can't do that and be tentative with the ball when he throws it. And that's what's led to his league leading or league tie lead for interceptions at 17. So Stafford has to avoid those big mistakes. And that means just not being arrogant about throwing the ball downfield. It needs to be coming naturally. They're playing off the run and get that established a little bit more. Because if, they can, if the Rams can run the ball at a high level in this game, the Bengals would have an extremely tough time beating them in this one. So the Bengals are pretty decent run defense. They can be gashed, but they're a little bit better there than you think. So again, what... What the Rams will do, we know, is going to keep Cooper Cup open. He's going to be a tough draw no matter what. Ewouzier and Hilton will see him at different spots here outside in the slot. He'll get his yardage, and that's the bottom line. That's how you beat the Rams. You have to let Cooper Cup get his. You have to contain the other receivers. So no home runs to Van Jefferson. Odell Beckham Jr. can't just run free with big chunks here. So be okay with Cooper Cup having a big game because that's – how it's happened all year long you're not going to prevent that if you put too many resources into that then you're going to be stuck where these other matchups are just pitch and catch for long handoffs downfield you don't want that at all so uh, Bengals are very good again protecting against a big play let contain cup let get let him get those catches he's going to get his he's going to get 100 yards in this game he's going to score at least one so you have to minimize the damage here so that's what I expect uh, the Bengals to do a little bit. And again, Rams have to be patient, throw shorter. That's going to help Cup here see a lot. So I see a lot of Cup and Chase with the shorter work. I know they've made a lot of big plays and a lot of touchdowns, but they're going to show how complete of receivers they are in this game. And Oda Beckham Jr. steps into a good spot. It'll be interesting. It'll be Beckham versus Eli Apple, two former Giants there matched up. That'll be very interesting to watch there. But Beckham would certainly have the big advantage there. Again, I think Jefferson's a bit of a wild card, as well as Tyler Higby at tight end. He also hurt his knee like C.J. Uzama in the championship game. So we'll see that's a bit of a wrinkle, or do they use a fourth receiver and use uh, Bennett Skoronic to make some plays? They've flashed, and he's had some opportunities. He hasn't come through the playoffs. So I could see, again, with the tight end situation for both teams and not as much depth. We did see Kendall Blanton step up there for... Higbee when he was not there, and he was a big factor. So they're going to need Blanton or Jefferson to have a big game behind uh, those two top receivers, I think, as well. Blanton did certainly come through against the 49ers in the championship game, and the reason why the Rams are in the Super Bowl. So we'll see how it uh, plays out, but I, I'd say they would lean toward Blanton anyway with Higbee's status and just being limited all year in terms of what he can produce here. I think he's a bigger asset blocking at this point anyway for them. So Akers and Michelle, we'll see... I would figure Rams have been waiting for Acres. He's had two weeks extra to relax here and rest. So should be refocused here. The Buccaneers game with the two fumbles is well behind him. So didn't really well run all that well against 49ers. So Acres will be good to go here. And again, they're not going to work in too much Sonny Michelle here where they prove that they like to stick with one back pretty much here. So the question again, do they go with 11 and uh, Personnel, or do they go with more tight end work here? That's that's what we're going to see from the Rams and uh, against Stafford. He d- does struggle sometimes when you make him hold on the ball and, and make shorter to intermediate decisions. If he can get the deep ball flowing, he can get, can get hot. And he's hard to stop. But if you frustrate him a little bit, take away that play some good coverage, make him keep the ball too long, you can get to him with the pressure. And Hendrickson and Hubbard are also pass rushers we have to watch in this game, right along with. Von Miller and Aaron Donald on the other side so expect this to be a little bit feeling out period between the teams there Zach Taylor and Sean McVay know each other well here Taylor was the quarterback's coach when last the Rams were in the Super Bowl so they're feeling it out figuring what adjustments need to made what personnel needs to go into bigger roles here playing off the primary personnel but it's gonna be a chess match all game a few big plays here and there can help uh, they're like a tip ball or getting a sack to change and disrupt the down and distance. It's going to be something we're going to watch in this one. So excited to see this one play out. I think it'll live up to expectations. We've had great, exciting games all throughout the playoffs. I don't think it stops here. There might be a perception that the Rams have the much better offensive matchup in this game, but that's discounting a lot of the Bengals' defensive strengths here overall. Just well put together defense on every level here. And don't forget about their active linebackers. That could also be a difference here with the Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt. The Rams have not been as good on the second level. There. They've tried to find it. They've got DJ Reader and some other people, but you look at Troy Reader, I should say. DJ Reader is on... The Bengals. So you look at the Bengals, and so those extra guys are going to be important. If DJ Reader and BJ Hill can create some pressure on the inside, and Troy Reader can be very active in coverage here, that's uh, where we're going to look at here. Some wild cards, definitely defensively, and that's really what's going to stop these teams is uh, some this good timely plays on down the distance, especially on third down to get off the field. Because I, I think again it'll start slow. You might see. Not much scoring, uh, maybe less than uh, double digits for both teams as we go deep in the second quarter, but I think it'll really warm up in the third. It'll kind of explode between Burrow and Stafford and the So That's how I see it playing out. It should be a very good Super Bowl, and we'll have our prediction for the game in our final segment. But first, got to tell you about Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all parts you need Why do are often pointless or seemingly intimidating question and waiting while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why you should you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store car dealership. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. For you, they have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Check it out, we encourage you to go and check out your own auto parts needs so you can understand how Rock Auto can help you. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, right locked onto there. How did you hear about this box that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Find them at rockauto.com. All right, it's uh, time to give our prediction of the game. So I had the flow of the game, so let's quickly run down. I think the Bengals will have a good rushing effort here. I think Joe Burrow's passing will be contained, but he'll have the touchdowns here necessary to win the game. On the other side, I think the Rams will get the pass happy moan and Matthew Stafford will make a mistake in this one. So Burrow might be the one sacked more, but I think Stafford is going to be the one making the mistake. So I look at Joe Burrow. He's 25. He loves smoking cigars, victory cigars. Best college football season I've ever seen by a quarterback. He led LSU to a national championship. He was by far their leader. He was the Heisman Trophy winner. He's built to win more regular season MVPs. So I just find it hard to think that Burrow won't get started here. He just has that pedigree. We know some people just have that it factor. It's a great story on the outside with Matthew Stafford. After all those years with Detroit and having no shot and no playoff wins and being much maligned for his victories against only lesser opponents, well, now he has a shot for redemption. So two number nines going at it, my favorite lucky number. So I expect this game to be exciting and live up to expectations here. So a lot of good stuff. In the Super Bowl, but I am taking the Bengals. I picked the Bengals all the way through here, there. So I like to win thirty to twenty-seven by field goal. Evan McPherson, who else? Uh, But yeah, that could give them a little bit edge over McHan on the other side. So perfect conditions for kicking. We know in SoFi Stadium. So back and forth affair. Some drive stalled in the red zone, and some field goals deciding this. So gotta go with the youngster there, Evan McPherson out of Florida. Over Matt Gay in these clutch moments, he's had a remarkable run, an Adam Vinatieri-like legend being born type thing as a rookie. So he'll finish it off here. So Joe Burrow, Burrow, Chase, and Higgins all get it done in the passing game to match uh, what Stafford does with Coop and B- C- Cooper Cup and Beckham. So exciting, exciting times. But yeah, I'm taking the Bengals one more time. I have to pick the Rams to lose every level, but I'm sticking with what I'm doing from all previous rounds, and I just want a great Super Bowl, and I think we'll get it and high scoring. So now that we've broken down the game, we'll get into the props and all that good stuff later in the week for you and get into the fantasy aspect of it in terms of specifics. But, yeah, that gives you a general overview of who I like in the game, how I think it's going to flow here between the two teams. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, featuring the expert analysis of Lee Sterling. They'll also break down the game from a gambling perspective for you. They're on the Lockdown Network. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and we'll check you out from the ground of Super Bowl 56.